Welcome to the Vulnerability Rocks podcast. You're listening to Emma Bell, and I believe that true healing starts with sharing. Hi, Cassie, and welcome to Vulnerability Rocks podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Uh, enjoying the sun here. I'm sure it's sunny where you are too. It's actually not. It's raining and freezing. So oh, you just shattered my dreams. Right you just shattered my dreams about Australia. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> it's usually that way, but today, not so much. <laughs> so I'm really pleased to have you here today because I have... I was introduced to you by a mutual friend about a year ago online, but I've never actually, we've never actually spoken like this together. Um, and she introduced me to your journey of explant surgery, which is the connection at the time. And also that you were super into fitness and a healthy lifestyle and were kind of on this journey of discovering all things good and wellness. So, I also saw a post about maybe it was just a couple of weeks ago where you were posting about um, honoring the women's cycle in terms of healthy movement. So I love all of the things that you're doing. And I'd obviously like to start our conversation with the explant journey, but I'm also really interested, especially in the recent post um, about really honoring our body in the space that we're in and doing healthy mindful movements so I'd love to talk to you about all of those things sounds great I'm ready (laughs) (laughs) so let's go back to um explant surgery but probably let's go back just before to I'm really interested to know your motivation for having breast implants in the first place and what headspace you were in and your thought processes at the time and then we'll kind of move on from there. Yes well this was 12 years ago when going back to when I was living in Dubai and I was working for Emirates Airlines. I was in my mid-20s and Dubai at that time maybe it's still that way I don't know you can confirm (laughs) it was very plastic fantastic everyone was getting plastic surgery and Botox and all of the things it was so easy and accessible and my flatmate at the time was getting implants and being in my mid-20s I hadn't dealt with a lot of past wounds or things internally in terms of not feeling good enough or needing that external gratification So it was an easy decision. (laughs) It was pretty much like going to get my hair done. I didn't tell anyone back home, didn't tell my parents, my family that I was getting them done. Went in, got them done, all went well. Like there was absolutely no issues. But I came back to Australia a year after that and discovered I had an air bubble in one of the breasts. Mm -hmm. And it just made me feel really off balance and weird. You know, when your body's out of whack, you you feel weird. Um, So I went back to a doctor in Sydney and I went bigger. (laughs) I decided to get them replaced (laughs) instead of taken out uh, because I hadn't dealt with any of those previous issues internally. (laughs) So I went to a 400cc, which was equivalent to an E-cup. So they were huge. But to me, I thought that they fit my body shape. I always thought I had broad shoulders it was a comment that people used to make about me that I have 
broad shoulders, I look like a swimmer. And, and that, to me, being a female in, at that age, I, was, I thought that that was too athletic. I wanted to look skinny and, and, and fine and thin. And I wanted to hear those words, not the athletic, broad shoulders, swimmer <laughs> vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought they looked good. I thought they fit my body shape. And I loved them for so many years. Um, so I can yeah, relate that to that because I had mine done when I was 25. Yeah. Mine, mine are still in now. Yep. So I'm 38, 39, 39 now. So mine have been in yeah. 13 years. Um, so it's funny as you're speaking this through about where you were at when you had them done. There's so much of that that I can relate to. Yeah. As in it wasn't it wasn't like a big decision. I was like excited about it. I was like, yeah, put me in, you know. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can really relate to that part. So go on, tell me more, tell me more. So you had them in place, went to an e cup. Yeah, went to an e cup and and when I moved out of the corporate world and into the fitness world, which is now eight years ago, there were times throughout that that I felt uncomfortable when I was exercising or that we were doing a lot of photo shoots and video shoots with who I was working with and I felt like all I could see was boobs like it was just big boobs every photo or every video I would watch I would that's all I'd see and I felt really self-conscious and a bit uncomfortable in my own skin which was weird but I'd also gone through a divorce which was maybe four years ago now and from that, I guess that's when I really started to tune into who I was and started meditating and journaling and kinesiology and healing and going down that path. So it really forced me to listen within. And from that, I just started to feel like they weren't my vibe anymore. So I didn't have any sickness or illness necessarily I did have low energy that's probably the biggest thing I'd, I'd have to have a nap every afternoon <laughs> but I didn't really connect the two and also I was always deficient in vitamins every time I go and get a blood test I'd be down in iron and all, all of the things so I'd have to be taking supplements um, so when I made the decision was when well the final decision was when someone in my family um, got sick very unwell and I just it just really brought me back to what my values are in life and my number one core value is health and I I just felt like I wanted to take control back of what was going into my body mm-hmm. so yeah that was that was kind of my final decision to go I can do this myself so yeah, and then from that point, when I kind of put it out there to the universe, it was like my body went, oh, thank goodness. And, and I did actually start to get physically ill. So I don't know whether it was mentally something I was thinking that was going on yeah. or whatever, but I was sick. And then one had kind of moved as well. So, yeah. So at uh, this was, point, how long had yeah. you had your implants in for? 11 years. 11 years okay 11 years yeah and you say that you were you were married and then had a divorce it's like oh my god it's like I'm like talking to like an assistant or something here so I was I was married 
oh my god I was <laughs> I was married and um we separated in 2012 um and then I mean I, I was diagnosed with bipolar in, it, 10 years ago but then separated from, from my ex-husband in 2012 and then since then my life has really unraveled and changed and it, it's funny how these things do make you look at things very differently and you start to really take stock don't you 100 percent, yeah you start to really yeah, think amazing. where am I going what am I doing yeah you know? what do I want like who am I really and who do yeah. I want to be or yeah, and yeah. I, I guess also I was I was in the fitness health and fitness world and I was talking about all of this stuff to do with health and fitness and wellness, but I didn't really feel that was aligned. It just got to that point where I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> These mm-hmm. don't feel aligned with what I'm talking about. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so you get to the point where you've had them in 11 years, you've made this decision. Now, I've done a lot of reading online and people talk a lot about breast implant illness and all of the symptoms that they can suffer with. Now, having implants in myself, I obviously look at these things and I think, well, do I have that? Do I have that? Do I have that? And I do have bipolar. But then I did question, oh, am I actually getting those symptoms because of this? But obviously, my journey goes right back to when I was 16. So uh, for bipolar and mental health. So I know that I have underlying mental health conditions regardless but I do always think does it make it worse you know uh, these questions do go through my head so when you say you started getting sick what did that look like for you whether it was manifested through thought or through actual presence of the implant what what did that look like for you it was like physical vomiting and it was like maybe it was like more of a severe anxiety or I was Mm -hmm. just like just felt totally not myself in any yeah. way and and also because one of them had shifted again that's when your body is feels off balance and it's not right and it just you yeah, know that there's something just, inside you that's not right yeah exactly yeah and it doesn't feel good <laughs> no so from when you made the decision to when you actually had the explant done how long was that? Because I do, I have read quite a bit and I watched your vlog last year on the actual explant experience. Um, but I also see that as with having implants or any sort of plastic surgery uh, done on yourself, it's also important to make the right choice about something like explant surgery. So I'm reading that there's things about, do you take the capsule out? Do you leave it in? You know, all of that kind of stuff. So equally there's good surgeons and not so good surgeons for explant, I'm guessing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I was lucky enough to get a recommendation, Mm -hmm. which again, once I'd put it out there and started talking about it, people started to talk, speak up, sorry, and, and let me know, you know, the best doctors. And there was one doctor in particular that I wanted to go and see. And when I called up to make the appointment, they were like, oh, sorry, can't get you in for a month. And at this time I was ready, like get them out, get them out, get them out. So I was devastated. And I remember sitting in the gutter outside where I was working at the time, bawling my eyes out in the middle of Bondi. I was just, I just didn't want to go through this. I was like, just get them out, like get them out. Um, Anyway, I made the appointment and then I got a call 
on the it was this was a Friday. I got a call on the Monday saying we've had a cancellation. Can you come in tomorrow morning? It happened so fast. Went in. He was amazing. He just made me feel really comfortable and confident with how he was speaking about it. There was lots of people he'd been doing in Melbourne and in Sydney. It had become quite a trend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just I just had a good feeling, a good vibe from him. Yeah. And so I booked in that day and I was, I think it might have been two months after that date. So I had to go back for another consultation and then and then I was in. So it was, it was a quick process once I'd, I'd made the decision. And then obviously there was a lot of doubt and stress and anxiety in the lead up to the operation. And talk to me about that. So what were your fears building up what to they it? Look like. <laughs> yeah, like was it was it just that like what were your what was your you know your negative bully in your head telling you like <laughs> what what was what was happening what was your dialogue yeah that was the number one what am I going to look like like what would they look like I don't even remember what didn't remember what they looked like before so I don't I either had, <laughs> no I, yeah you're 25 you don't take pictures of your boobs dude I was Some 20 I was 20 <laughs> I was 25 when I had mine done I don't yeah. remember what they look like either <laughs> No, I was trying to look back at photos and that you're wearing clothes. So, yeah, um, I was. I just thought they'd look like sacks of nothing. That's, that's all I could think of. I'm like, I'm never going to be sexy. I'm going to feel awful. But my other um, thought pattern was, what happens if something happens to the operation? What happens if the doctor does something? What happens if I don't wake up? It was, it was yeah. <laughs> just constantly. Yeah. But it, it just it came back to... Health is my number one value, and if I have my health, who cares what I look like? I'm sure I'll deal with that. You know, if I need a lift or if I need to get something else, fat transfers or whatever options. So yeah. I just, yeah, I just had to calm myself down. Yeah, <laughs> lots of meditation and journaling in that time. Yeah, and um, I can understand why you have that because even now thinking about myself in that position because really you know I've had mine in for 13 14 years and really I'm at the point where they should be changed I've had them checked and scanned and they've said that the walls of them are fine there's no weaknesses in them so they're you know happy with them um so I've had them checked under you know ultrasound and mammogram and all of that business but when I sit and think well I'm 39 now I don't want to get them replaced I don't think um in actual fact I know I don't and but then I said think god well what does that look like you know what does Emma look like after that I've even discussed it with a couple of people that I'm friends with and they'll say god it'd be really weird won't it be really weird without you having them I'm like yeah it will oh my god (laughs) so it's a funny I get it it's a funny thing I mean I'm not as compelled as you were at this moment in time to do it um right now but I know it's coming I know it's sort of an inevitability but then I am sort of sitting there with some of the same questions you know well what will I look like and I have to change all my clothes and oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I'm I love wearing my clothes now it's so great a little bit smaller but (laughs) so tell me about the actual procedure itself and the day yes. and all of that. Uh, I don't think I slept much the night before. It was a it was a very 
anxiety-ridden sleep. I've put a lot of this up on my, on my Instagram um, as well, like the lead up to it, which is which tells a little bit of a story. But uh, yeah, it was very stressful. My friend took me to the hospital that morning, and I was staying overnight. So this was in Sydney. My family weren't in Sydney, but I was going to my sister's house the next day in Newcastle. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I was scared and anxious, but also I was like, okay, I've just got to trust the process and trust the re- like my reasoning as to why yeah. I'm getting them out. Um, operation all went well. So, I mean, obviously you wake up and you're like, drugged out. Hello, yeah. what's just happened? <laughs> Look down, everything's gone, but I'm feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, yeah, so he came in a couple of hours after the operation, the doctor, and said that he was happy with how it went. He'd taken out the scars that had been there previously from the two operations before, so he just made a tiny slit. Um, and he said that my skin should bounce back, so they should bounce back quite well. He could just tell that by when he was in there, I guess. And when he put them back on... <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but he sat them up so they'd obviously sit up high rather than low. It's just a part of the operation process and how they do it. So that was all I could go off. <laughs> okay, great. Very <laughs> good. And the recovery, the recovery process was, how, how was that for you? It was so easy compared to getting them in. Minimal pain. I was up walking the next day. I took I didn't take many painkillers at all. He gave me so many and I took, didn't need them. They just, the only thing that was really uncomfortable is that I was wrapped up like a mummy, like quite tight bandages. So that was uncomfortable to sleep. But the actual boobs, like they weren't throbbing or in pain, which is, you could feel little tinkles occasionally, but yeah, yeah nothing really. So I was so surprised and I was out walking every single day. And what would you say from the operation time to you being kind of good to go? What was that time frame? Uh, well, to do with exercising, it was about three months. So back into normal life, like doing, you know, workouts and yeah, how I, how I live was, was three months. But before that, it was only the exercise that I really couldn't do. Yeah. Every, yeah. I felt like everything was fine. It was fine to, you know, lift the arms up. You know, when you first get them, you yeah. can't lift oh, and wash your hair. And... I could I could get in the cupboard to get a cup. I was like, this. <laughs> please yeah. help me. Can someone get a cup? <laughs> it was just awful. I was like, like a Thunderbird. Do you know Thunderbirds yeah. in Australia? Yes. yes I was like yes, that. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel like that at all. It was, it was, I don't know, it felt really easy I, but I didn't have drains or that oh, you so I think no I didn't have drains um and you read about is you know should you shouldn't you some doctors say it it can be really bad for infection and then like there's so many different ways you can go but I guess I just trusted my doctor's knowledge what he's done before and just went with that so I just yeah. I just got the implants removed um, I did have some skin and sleep issues post-operation, but that's just the drugs that are in your system and obviously the toxins that would be floating around after you've had an operation. Mm-hmm. So I just really worked on my gut health to help to yeah, 
help that. So now tell me what life looks like afterwards, because I've, I've heard you say a couple of times now that you had some unattended kind of wounds that maybe you now recognize, I'm guessing, led you to not feeling good enough, led you to, in your mind, enhancing your body to what to fill a to fill the gap of whatever wasn't emotional need wasn't being met I guess yeah yeah I've done a lot of work with kinesiologists and healers yeah and I I guess it all stemmed from just not having self-love yeah didn't have any I didn't have any self-worth or didn't love myself fully for who I was I was constantly comparing myself to everybody else and what they looked like yeah, I remember in my early 20s, I had long blonde hair extensions. I got the blue contact eyes, got the boobs done, like when I had them done the first time. I look back at photos, I'm like, I was trying to be Barbie. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's, it's a weird, yeah, I mean, it's not weird. Every woman, I think, goes through this in their time. Yeah. It's just some people can conquer it quicker than others. Um, yeah or can deal with it yeah uh, it took me a long time <laughs> and yeah. now yeah I, I love and respect my body for what it is and what it can do and I'm not worried about you know having a few extra kilos around my waist or having smaller boobs it's yeah it's the, the shift in my thought and patterns what, about myself what are the, the skills or the practices or the rituals that you think you've Im- you know uh, taken on board in your life that's helped you to be in that more self-assured space so what is it that you do in your life that helps you to be in the space you're in rather than not feeling enough which I can totally relate to because I've spent many years of my life being like that um and trying to be something that's unattainable that's never achievable so you never you never even get there anyway with all of this kind of You know, you never get there anyway. <laughs> so just, it's just exactly. very self. Defe- it's very self-defeating anyway because you don't even know where you want to go. You, you're aiming for something. I don't even think you know what you're aiming for. I didn't anyway. Um, so tell me what you do now to help you be in a much better space. If I do get into the kind of a negative space, I will always question it, and I'll always try and work through it myself so whether that's journaling or sitting on it like meditating doing some kind of movement or something that makes me feel good mm-hmm. um i find helps or i recruit outside and, and i'm not afraid to do that and some people are like oh you know like oh, i don't have the money to pay for someone to do i don't have the time or like i don't need that but for me as i was talking about before kinesiologists that can work through energy that you know, you're holding on to in your body from mm-hmm. past wounds or mm-hmm. past issues or a healer that can try and just calm, you know, or get rid of, again, any, any negative thoughts or feelings mm-hmm. helps me so much. Even mm-hmm. things to calm, calm my body and mind, like acupuncture or, yeah, I just, I just find I, I recruit outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> outside I, help. I'm That's the same. There for. <laughs> Me, I, I agree. So I, I often say that we get sent to school and we get, you know, we learn our alphabet, we get taught how to add up, we learn some science, we learn how to, you know, all of these things. But actually, when it comes to life, 
we don't get taught the most valuable skills to help us navigate our way through life i was saying to someone the other day um that I, how did i get to 39 years old and not know what a healthy boundary was well 38 like, i'll give myself a bit of credit i started learning at 38 <laughs> but yeah. i mean considering i'm i'm 39 now I, how, how have i gone 38 years and not knowing what a healthy boundary is around work friends relationships just just not knowing you know not knowing how to identify more than probably 10 emotions or you know till I'm 38 I mean it's just insane how how we can get to that point but yeah everyone when we're little is worried about can we write ABC well how about can we stand in ourselves and say that doesn't work for me or that does work for me from from a toddler age why not yeah like uh, why not when it comes yeah. to time for me to have children, I really hope that the children that I have from as, as young as they can speak are able to say, no, thank you. That no, I don't want to me. do that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, just <laughs> yeah, and, and even things yeah. like, um, this was never my story, but I, sometimes I see adults saying, go on, go and give them a kiss. Go and give them a kiss. No, they don't have to. I you don't know, want to. Why would I forget? But, That's right. But, you know, it's teaching yeah. them this. It's teaching that they can't have they autonomy. Have a voice and, yeah. yeah. They, they should really learn to have that autonomy from such a young age because when, it's when they get older and get into situations where the parents aren't around and they need to have the confidence to have autonomy. But if they haven't been practicing that when they've had their parents by their side, how are they going to know? You know? Yeah. So, so many things I, I'm so passionate about the lack of emotional education for children. Um, I'm so passionate about it because I I know personally the fallout that it has. Um, And I see many people I love, the the fallout that it has by not having this awareness and not knowing that you can say yes or no, and it's okay. And, you know, uh, I know an amazing woman who um, often says, let the adult hear no, you know, let the child say no, let the adult hear it, let the adult be uncomfortable hearing the no, yeah. let's not force the child to say yes for anything, whether it's a, a hug, a shaken hand, or if they, don't, if they don't want to, they don't want to, right? And it's so important because I think the lack of autonomy around our physical selves is what leads us into all of these problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the lack of awareness, because I think certainly for me, I didn't have awareness that I had the right to have this autonomy around my physical or emotional self. That it always yeah. had and to be get... pleasing other people or, yeah. you know, <clears throat> so I'm you don't learn to do it. Yeah. It's no, just crazy, no. isn't it? Yeah, it's like we need that, not science. I've never yeah. <laughs> used science again. Long time like, what? <laughs> I know. I mean, I loved science, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I'm sure that being able to stand in my truth and say, no, that doesn't work for me from the age of, you know, well, always would have been far more helpful. <laughs> yeah, and follow the path that you want to go, not be listening to the outside noise. Yeah. And yeah. being tuned into what it is that you like. So I got asked a question um, the other day. 
who is Emma and what does Emma love? And I was like, <laughs> 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 and it was a really difficult question. And, and it's one that I'm getting better at answering, but I certainly haven't mastered it. Um, because there's been so much sort of people pleasing over the, over my years, you know, of not of losing my own identity along the way to yeah. try and conform to, I don't know. I don't even think it's what other people expect. I think it's what we think other people expect of us. People expect. Yeah. It's all in our head, right? We think yeah. that other people think we should do Want this. Want to hear this or think this <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. But if, if we sat down and actually said to them, what is it you want? They'd say, well, they'd probably say, you to be happy, you know, go do what makes you happy. But <laughs> we build up a whole story, um, which is why I love I love journaling and I love that you say that you use that it's a tool that I've only started using really in the last year properly um but it tells us a lot about ourselves it's quite powerful isn't it and then what do you do so you do public speaking now don't you I do yes which I never thought I would do in all of the years of growing up I used to be so petrified to stand up in front of people and speak I used to get nervous red rash on my chest and <laughs> not be able to get my words out. But when you've got topics that you are passionate about and you're speaking your truth, that's when I, you can do it with confidence, mm. which is what I've learned. So it's like, yeah. Again, it's not what people want to hear. It's what I want to share. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's such a hard uh, mentality to shift though isn't it when you yeah when it's ingrained in you um tell me a bit about kinesiology because you've mentioned it a couple of times and in truth I don't know a lot about it so tell me a bit more about that because it's something that you clearly feel has worked very well for you yeah so obviously we're made up of energy and there's different energies and emotions that connect to past experiences so that is held in your body in your Mm -hmm like consciousness so Mm -hmm. working with a kinesiologist can release those energies and emotions that you're holding Mm -hmm. on to so just say something happened when I was three years of age that made me feel like I needed to please others so it would take you kind of back to that time and that emotion and release that so when something happens that might trigger you then you won't have that negative or like needing to please um Mm. thing come up so it's so interesting so it's just kind of like working through the layers of your life yeah (laughs) there's been some amazing things that have come up and intuitively like you just have to say like what comes up you know like a memory will pop up and you're like I don't actually even remember that that just came to my mind but that's what it is and you've just held on to that for you know, 30 years, how, how, years. how does it actually work? Because I've done, um, in the last year, I've been learning a lot about, you know, I'm reading a great book called The Body Keeps the Score. Um, yeah. So a lot about how we store trauma within our bodies and the definition of what trauma is, which is not what everyone always thinks. It doesn't always have to be some horrible situation. It 
it often can be but it doesn't have to be you know physical or sexual or any other type of abuse it can be more subtle things like emotional needs not being met um other people you know domineering characters in the household it can be lots of things um and I went and did some EMDR for that which I don't know if you've heard of that so it's called eye movement desensitization and reprogramming so in that they will get you to recall the events first of all they get you to find a safe space then they get you to recall the event and through eye motion the idea is is that when we process healthily this is the, the theory when we process healthily we process it normally during our REM sleep during REM sleep our eyes are going back backwards forwards backwards forwards backwards forwards so while you're awake and conscious what they're saying is when something traumatic or perceived to be traumatic happens to us we don't store it efficiently in the long-term memory we store it in the in the short-term memory which means that it can jump into our day as triggers at Uh, any time so the idea of emdr is that you reprocess it from your short short term memory into your long term memory um by calling it into your fully awake conscious mind reliving it in terms of safely in terms of the sensation where do you feel that in your body it can be as subtle as a knot in your tummy and then they will use a combination of tapping eye movement following their fingers or a light box so that you consciously reprocess that memory and sort of desensitize to it now it does kick up stuff as you go through the sessions so but it is effective especially if there is you know some things that for me I was driven to go there because although I'd done a lot of talk therapy and I was doing a lot of other work I was still holding some physical responses so my yeah when I was triggered even though I could rationalize it my body was still telling me yeah something's here so like a knot in my tummy or a bit of anxiety or I'd suddenly be in that high alert even though in my head I was saying yeah but I know what this is you know but my body was still your body stores it yeah well that's similar so it's like you you feel the way where do you feel it you'll work through what the emotions are and it's just like releasing those energies by rubbing certain points on your body. Oh. So I'm not a kinesiologist, so I hope I'm saying this correct, but that's... <laughs> I'm not an EMDR therapist either, so <laughs> just my own personal experience. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> we both take this hands up. <laughs> yeah, so it's just releasing those um, emotions that are stored in your body so mm. then when that comes up again, you don't mm. feel that. In, as intensely. Yeah, that's right. You don't feel that anxiety or the stress or the anger or the pain or the mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm. Yeah. So I've, then, I've found it's worked for me. So <laughs> it's my go-to. Yeah. And you do this one-on-one like under guidance. So this person, this, yeah. this therapist is yeah. working with you and then they will what, yeah. touch certain points on your body or? Uh, yeah, I do most of the... If we do it online, I'll do the releasing, but she'll do it if we're in person. So touching yeah. certain areas to release. Ah. Yeah. So I'm always interested in other people's kind of um, methods and go-tos because I know there's so Me many. And there's, yeah. there's not one 
one way that fits everyone. No, no. And it's so, it's so cool like that, isn't it? We've got so many options and ways to explore and it's what works for you. Mm. Yeah, I well, always recommend my kinesiologist to people and it's like, well, if you go to her, great. But if not, then that's not your thing. Mm. <laughs> it's something yeah. else. That's fine. Yeah. The one thing that I have um, that I do seem to notice with everyone I speak to, though, is there are two things that pretty much everybody says they do. It's journaling and some sort of meditation or mindfulness. They seem to be the core two that everyone I speak to that's on any sort of healing or self-awareness journey or attending to, you know, unhealed wounds from their past. They seem to be the two. And then the other ones will vary greatly, which I love because I love to hear about them. Um, But yeah, journaling and meditation, everybody seems to say those two, regardless of what the others are meditation I find is um it it can bring out so many things especially lately sometimes I'll do it and I'll be filled with joy and other times it I've I've sobbed through a few yeah meditation sessions I have too and also like you feel frustrated or yeah yeah, I'm the same there's certain certain emotions that can come up and yeah an amazing experience (laughs) yeah and then so what's what have you what are your plans now so you do your public speaking so tell me what your life looks like now as opposed to Dubai being were you cabin crew at the time yes I was yeah so it's very different (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping people fish rather than feeding them (laughs) but I (laughs) am yeah I, I work on a lot of I MC conferences and events um, hosting, whether that's a big workout or a yoga session or it's speaking to a lot of corporates, um, corporate businesses I've been working with or creating content for them. But now I'm finding my journey is moving more towards women uh, and really helping them understand how to drop into their femme and find those moments of being so they can really flow and flourish through life and Mm -hmm. and again this is something I wish I'd learned (laughs) in school or post school early 20s would have been great but just how to work with your cycle what foods to eat what movement to do to to get the most out of your life I guess and and feel good all year round instead of Mm -hmm three weeks out of the, the month and one week feeling like you yeah. <laughs> you want to hurt someone <laughs> and worse. <laughs> Hormones are crazy. It, don't we? Yeah. Hormones are crazy. Um, so, yeah, tell me a little bit about that because that was your most recent post about kind of honouring your cycle. So tell us a little bit more about that because I found that very interesting. It's something I've been exploring over the past few years experiencing severe burnout and having a really bad run probably yeah probably just post divorce I was kind of burning the candle at both ends working hard also you know socializing kind of just distracting myself so I didn't have to (laughs) deal with things straight away and yeah I had this severe burnout and then from that time I've now just started to work with how do I feel when I wake up 
what do I want to do? It's like, how do I want to move my body today? Like, what is bringing me joy? Instead of, oh, I should do that. Oh, I should do that heavyweight session because that girl looks like that and I want to look like that. Or because this magazine article says this or whatever it might be. So now I'm, I really tune in to every day. Okay, today I don't have much energy, so I'm going to go for a walk in the sunshine. I'm going to do that with a friend because that's going to make me feel really good instead of forcing myself to yeah, do an intense session when I'm not going to get anything out of that and I'm just going yeah. to damage my body more so. And mm-hmm. that's when we do experience things like burnout. We will put on weight. We won't be able to lose weight if our body is constantly under a stress, you yeah. know, it's stress on stress. So you're working mm-hmm. hard and then you go and train hard seven days a week. You know, no wonder you've got no energy and, you've, yeah. you know, your body is reacting in the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I, I, that's what I really want to share, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was something I wanted to share until only recently. Where mm-hmm. it's looking back, thinking what have I experienced over the last few years is pretty amazing. It's an amazing message to share with women. So that's yeah. where I'm going. I love that. I really love that because there's a lot of I do, I've done it myself. Um, with the whole fitness thing which is why it's kind of been like a yo-yo experience for me because there's a lot of shoulding um, and not a lot of sort of honoring of the space that I'm in at that time especially when I'm managing bipolar as well so you know there's been a lot of not honoring where I'm at and what actually is going to benefit me that day Um, and a lot of even in a a perceived healthy way aspiring to be fitter and stronger and all of these things which I'm not saying you shouldn't do but it's very easy to get caught in a trap of oh I should and when I get to this point it will be okay and you know when I get to this level of fitness I will it's sort of you from my early 20s I moved it from one type of uh, uh, running to attain something I didn't really know I wanted into a healthier type <laughs> and uh, understanding that you know neither's actually great we just need to come back into our own a little bit so I love that that's the space yeah. you're in and slow down like we just need to slow down yeah. <laughs> I yeah. went to the doctors the other day to um just do a checkup regular checkup and I walked in and she thought I was pregnant and I was like oh no sorry to disappoint but no not yet and she said there's so many women that have been to her in the last month that have fallen pregnant and have been trying for years that she's been working with. And it's because of what's going on globally that people are forced to slow down and yep. they're falling pregnant. So that wow. goes to show that, you know, stress and all it of does. the stuff we deal with day to day is causing these issues in our body. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for today. Um, I will share all of the links so people can find you and hear everything that you're doing because I just think that you're a great person for young women to be looking up to and taking advice from. So I will be sharing those links um, with everything that I put out. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. It's been lovely to chat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, good luck with the move. And I hope we, we'll connect We'll connect again anyway. But um, thank you yes. very much for today. I appreciate you very much.
Thank you for listening and I look forward to introducing you to my guest in my next episode. Until then, don't forget to take care of you.